many times have you thought about quitting your job and starting a new life? Hey, I'm Lindsay, the girl who actually did that. And now I'm on a mission to change the nine to five narrative that dreading Monday and working for the weekend is normal and acceptable. My goal is to help you see your potential beyond your credentials, gain clarity on what it means to live life on your own terms, and build the confidence to go after your dream career. I'm here to prove to you that it's possible for you to do work you love, make a positive impact on the world, make even more money than you're making right now, and live a deeply fulfilling life. So let's dive in. Hello, my love. Thank you so, so much for tuning into this podcast today. I hope that you are taking care of yourself. You know, it's been quite the heavy and emotional few weeks and months here in the United States, all across the world. So much has been happening. It has been a year. 2020 is taking us all <laughs> for a ride. And I think it's really important to remember that you know, all of this is going to end and we're going to come out better for it on the other side. I truly believe that. Um, and there's, you know, there's always, sometimes things have to get, get intense before they can get better and before we can see all the ways that we truly need to heal, you know? So obviously this podcast is called Quit Your Job, Sis. <laughs> um, And so clearly it's about your career, but at the core, I am a life coach and I teach you how to change your underlying thoughts and core beliefs so that you can change your life. Um, I just frame it around your career and your business for the purpose of this podcast, but really it translates to all areas of your life. So I felt really called to make this episode to share what I know about thought work and how we can apply these concepts as white people to push forward this movement toward really ending racism. And I'm not saying that all white people are racist. What I am saying is that there are some deeply ingrained prejudices that we all have experienced and likely internalized without even being consciously aware of them just from our society, from the systems we have in place, from the things that we've been taught and the things that we've seen. And it's our job to go there and look at those things and work through them. And I know a lot of white people have been afraid to speak out and scared to say the wrong thing and offend anyone and I feel that. And I'm, I might get it wrong. I might not say the right thing in this podcast. But to me, it's more important to say something than to stay silent. And I'm fully open to feedback. If anyone listening, black or white, wants to weigh in on anything I say, please DM me on Instagram. I mean, the whole point is to open up this dialogue. And so I want to reach out. I want you to reach out if you have anything to say. So that's what this episode is going to be about. But before I get into it, I just want to say to any black people who might be listening, 
the vast, vast majority of white people stand with you. We truly can never understand what you're going through, but we hear you. We're disgusted by what we've seen. We're sick of it. We're sad and we're angry and we are here to fight with you. And, you know, I feel deeply uncomfortable being in this situation and not knowing what to do or say and having to look inward at my own biases. And for me, the fact that I feel so fucking uncomfortable is like, thank God. Thank God, finally, we're being made to feel uncomfortable. Real change is happening. A shift is happening, you know? And it's like, even though black people have been treated unfairly for fucking centuries, I've never felt this uncomfortable around this topic before. And so I want you to know that your voice is being heard. And I'm choosing to lean into that discomfort because this really isn't fucking about me. And the least I can do is look at the things that I've been too uncomfortable to look at before. And it's uncomfortable to look at our own, our own biases. But if we can change our minds and our core beliefs around our careers, around money, around relationships, around every other thing in our life, then we can change the deeply ingrained biases that we may not even be aware of yet. And that's really step one. So I wasn't sure whether to make this step one or step two. I think in this situation, it really needs to be step one. And that is non-judgmental acceptance. We have to be willing to go there. We have to be willing to look at our own biases and we have to do it from a non-judgmental place. You know, and I think a lot of white people are scared to go there because it's like, if we admit that we have these biases, then we're basically admitting that we are racist. And then that brings on a lot of guilt and shame. Um, And the thing is, guilt and shame doesn't create a desire to change. Like we might feel inclined to shame ourselves or shame other people for the biases that they have, whether they're aware of them or not. But the thing is, those emotions, guilt and shame, do not create a desire for change. It makes us, like when we feel guilty, when we feel ashamed about something, we wanna hide, we wanna run and hide from it. We don't wanna look at it, right? And so it's really important that we approach this with loving acceptance and a willingness to go there and work through the guilt and shame and be able to look at it. You know, if we want to actually change and make progress, we can't just ignore the biases that we have for the sake of not having to feel ashamed. We have to acknowledge them so that we can choose a new way and heal and forgive and move forward. And so step two is awareness. You know, notice if you feel really uncomfortable by this topic And dig into why you feel that way and why you're scared to go there. Notice where your prejudice comes up. That could be things that you see on social media and you start judging people or things that you see on TV and the reactions that you have or things that happen in real life. Notice where you assume things about someone just because of their race. You know, notice where you look at or treat people differently, even in subtle ways. And that 
might mean looking to the past and and looking at evidence of some biases that we may have internally that we're not aware of or it may mean just being conscious of those things moving forward you know and also educate yourself <laughs> like there are a lot of resources out there whether it's books podcasts i mean i i remember learning a lot i minored in psychology in college um and so this this i mean i'm a life coach now like it's obviously always been interesting to me how our brains work and the biases that we have um, but I know that there are a lot of resources out there if you want to become more educated on the topic. I actually was watching um, The Innocence of Files on Netflix a couple weeks ago, which talks about The Innocence Project and um, their mission to get innocent people out of prison. And one of the episodes was about a black man who had been in, in prison for rape uh, multiple rapes that he did not commit um and basically it what it came down to was that the women identified him as their rapist even though it was not him and really it came down to the biases that we have as white people and it's just like it's like it sounds really shitty and really racist but it's so these are the things that we have to understand you know and it was like we literally can't distinguish the different facial features of black people maybe I shouldn't say we can't but like generally we don't distinguish them in the same way as we do for white people meaning we're more likely to say that two black people look similar while a black person looking at those same two people would be like what do you mean those people don't look similar at all if that makes sense definitely recommend checking out that episode but just be be willing to go there, you know, be open to having these uncomfortable conversations, like listen to black people, whether it's your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, or just the general sentiment from the protests that are happening all over the world, hear them and be willing to have the conversation. And then from there, the third step is taking action. And I think it's easy to feel overwhelmed, feel unsure of what to do feel like even if you do do something it's not gonna be enough I've felt all of those things but I think just really tuning in with yourself and your intuition and whatever it is that you feel called to do and you always want to act out of a place of genuine desire and not obligation right like I I would never tell you to donate to a cause just for the sake of donating Find a cause that you genuinely care about if donating is a way that you feel called to participate, you know? So whether that is protesting, writing or calling your political leaders, donating, um, I'm gonna leave some links to different resources in the show notes, whether that is accounts I recommend following on Instagram, um, causes that you might want to donate to. I also did find... And I think there are a few different videos like this, but I, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to a YouTube video, um, which is basically a stream to donate. So it's a way where you can donate, you can help contribute to these various funds, even if you don't have the money to donate yourself. And so basically the way it works is that all of the ad revenue from the video will be donated to various organizations that are helping the Black Lives Matter movement. So by you watching the video, 
you'll be able to contribute to that. And then under the video, they have all of the things that the money is going to and also a bunch of links of like different petitions that you can sign to support bringing charges against the officers that were involved in George Floyd's murder and changing laws surrounding police brutality and things like that. And then most importantly, vote. It is an election year and the most powerful way we can use our voice is to vote. And I know it can be easy to feel like our one vote doesn't matter, but it does. (laughs) It does. Educate yourself on not just the presidential election, but your state and local elections. Make sure that you're using your voice for good to create the world and the country that you want to see. And if nothing else, what I've been really leaning into most is hope (laughs) and From the reaction that I've seen, I feel like it's been such a stronger response than we've ever seen before. Like I said, I feel like this, these protests and this movement at this point in time has affected me as a white person in just such a more powerful way than it has in the past. I can't really say why, But what I can say is that I'm hopeful that actual change is coming. I'm hopeful that our generation is the generation that will finally enact real change. And so I encourage you to use your voice for good and get out and vote. Please vote. If nothing else, that is the most important thing that you can do. So I was able to get through this episode mostly without crying. I hope that my message came across clearly. Like I said, feel free to reach out to me in my DMs on Instagram if you want to continue this conversation, if you have anything to add, if you have any feedback on anything that I said, and do whatever it is that you feel called to do during this time, and stay in the energy and the vision of change and of hope and of support and of love because that is what our world needs most right now so thank you for listening all the way through i appreciate you for being here for listening to this podcast for taking these steps toward creating change and creating a better future for all of us i love you i'm here for you take care of yourself and let's create a better fucking future out of all of this.